0: Hello, this is Sean from the Bulldog Social Club podcast. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to my first full episode. Uh, This episode is with Carlos Gonzalez, who is from just outside of Madrid, Spain. Carlos breeds and shows Alano Españols. Alano Españols are a native Spanish breed primarily used for hunting and catch work. Uh, Carlos had a lot of great information, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed making it. And hopefully this is just one of many podcasts that Carlos and I can complete about the Alano Españols. I'd also like to to say that this episode is dedicated to my mother, Geneva Rose Amos. Uh, My mom recently passed away, and uh, she was one of my main inspirations uh, of developing a love for dogs. Uh, She taught me how to treat animals correctly, and especially dogs, and I just want this episode to be dedicated to her. I love you, Mom, and I'll see you someday soon. Anyway, thank you for joining me, and I hope you have a great day. Uh, just uh, introduce yourself and, and tell me who you are and um, uh, where you're from and and uh, what dogs you breed, etc.
1: Okay, so uh, I'm my name is Carlos Carlos Gonzalez. I'm from Spain. Uh, I live at actually in the southern area of uh, a little bit outside of Madrid. Mm-hmm. And uh, with dogs, I started really uh, breeding like six years ago with a uh, Spanish Holanos, uh, who is a breed who, anyway, I'm really related to them uh, years ago. My first uh, Alano I had it when I was five years old in my village, who is now the name of my affix so at the same time, who is uh, Viar del Monte. Mm-hmm. It's a small village, it's really a very small town. At this moment they have maybe 12 inhabitants, so it's wow. just in the middle of the mountain. And when I was uh, five years old, I had my first uh, Spanish Alano. Then it was disappearing during a long time, uh, until they have uh, done the recovering of the breed. That was in the the 80s, really. But for a long time, it was disappearing. Probably there was no way to find any Alanos. And today, after having dogs for me, for my private uh, thing, I. I, thi- I was thinking that I had to do something, because I was seeing that the breed was going more and more on the show. Especially on the shows, you see uh, more dogs who was looking like uh, kind of corsos, like uh, very heavy bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And it's not really what, uh, the, what I remember mm-hmm. from my village when I had Alanos. So I start to look uh, Alanos from hunting people from working dogs Mm -hmm. and I start to choice them and uh, move them, uh, make them papers because a lot of uh, uh, hunting dogs don't have normally papers and pedigrees. So I started from zero, make them papers and bring them to show to try to have uh, really working dogs on show. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, quite successful in the last five years with a lot of uh, titles. So I'm thinking I'm putting a little bit uh, Giving a little bit of a thing uh, to the breed who, especially on show, especially now, at the moment I think we are in a moment in the breed where a lot of uh, longer time breeders have started to make a correction in, in their breed, in their selection, because we have to think that um, the Spanish Alano has a, a, a function. And this function is a, a running catch dog. Mm. That means it has to be light, but at mm. the same, uh, fast, Oops, sorry. I That's lost right. you.
0: That's all right. I I still I still got you.
1: I can, okay. hear, I can hear you. And, and uh, I think we have to make the, the, the right selection of the of the breed. So, mm-hmm. not forget the the function they have, mm-hmm. and uh, have uh, uh, fast running dogs, with, with, which are able to catch a, a wild boar, and at the same time. Be the character who is specially, I think, in this uh, in this bulldogs because a lot of bulldogs have has a character who is not so good to be with other dogs together. Normally, uh, when they was used for fighting dogs or something, mm-hmm. but in that case, they was traditionally used for m- more for, for for hunting, and so they work together with a lot of other dogs, so they don't have any problems to be with other breeds together and uh, hunting with other breeds. So I think that's important to to be in that way, and for me, it's uh, really uh, something I do with love, working with these dogs. Right. So what so, you you talked about that there was a
0: resurrection in the '80s. What was what was happening up until then uh, to
1: the breed? What? So, so the why? thing is that the breed was was going down with uh, because it was also used for. Uh, or, Traditionally, a long time ago, on uh, bull fights. That I means uh, really fighting against bull in a bull ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one was forbidden then by the Spanish kings like uh, years ago. So it was really going down. It was only used for hunting. And uh, uh, it wasn't that much uh, really dogs have happening. And with the time, it was pretty close to disappear. And uh, so w- what was going on was that, uh, finally, we had the option to, to recover. It was uh, sponsored by the Spanish government to recover the breed. So a lot of uh, mm-hmm. veterinarians and in people who loved the breed were starting to go, like from small village to small village in the 78, it was started, uh, during the early 80s, uh, to recover all the uh, dogs they could and start to breed them. So have all the bloodlands that was especially in the, in the north of Spain, in the area of a uh, Basque country, where they had the most of uh, dogs, and where they took them, they buy them, they start to breed them. And finally, after a long work of uh, recovering in, the, in, in 2004 so that's just really recent it was accepted by the Spanish uh, Kennel Club as a as breed. It was not accepted before. It's one of the oldest, that happened sometimes, it's a little bit strange, but it's one of the oldest breeds where we can read a long time ago that uh, it was even, uh, in, the, in the discovery of America, it was a dog, who, a breed who was used, and then strange, during a lot of years it was not uh, recognized, it was like disappeared, it was only used for, by some hunters, and uh, now we are doing the work who wasn't done during a lot of years.
0: Mhm. Oh. And you you talk about there were, we are now me, trying long, to... There there it, time. Uh, oh. Sorry? Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no, I was just th- 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 saying that we are now trying to work to to make it a, a, an official FCI breed. That means fe- federation right. uh, national federation. And we are still on work on mm-hmm. that. That's still not official. There are some kennel clubs right. in, in Europe who are recognizing, and those are some kennel clubs in the United States. In fact, in the United States, we have now some dogs who start to, who was important over from, from Spain, and we start to have now mm-hmm. also some dogs all over the world, and that's really the good way, I think, to, to make it more popular, to, to let people know what is this breed and how it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Right
1: and uh keep the original
0: uh function for the dog which like you said is a catch dog correct
1: yes um, and i can tell you a little bit my 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 private uh situation was when i was starting mm-hmm. with this deep breed to to breed with them before i wasn't used it really as a function i wasn't a hunter or i am not a hunter i don't consider me a hunter but when i start to breed i have to recognize that i i uh, in my selection I uh, try. I try to keep that. Uh, I don't know that uh, function. So I started to go uh, hunting with my dogs uh, on wild boar, and I do that not often, honestly. But five, seven times per year, I try to go with my dogs to hunt, so that I can mm-hmm. see that they really are working dogs, not only show dogs. I try to combine both. Sometimes we are busy, private, uh, I have children and uh, dogs and work. Yeah. And it's not easy to combine everything. So this year I wasn't at uh, the moment to hunting. I will try now uh, the next, because normally we hunt here in winter, so I will try to go now before Christmas and uh, maybe after Christmas another few times. Uh, let's see, go because I think it's important. If you have only a beautiful uh, a show breed, it maybe doesn't matter that much, and it's more important maybe to have a character who, who is great to be at home. But if you have a breeds who are really still uh, doing a work, you have to respect that work. I mean, you have other breeds like Rottweiler, who are uh, traditional uh, dogs who are used to on defense. And I think if you breed Rottweiler, you need to make uh, them also uh, work on, uh, on defense. I know some breeders uh, who are doing that, who, who have champion dogs, beauty and, beauty and also, at the same time, a defense champion, because they do both things, and that's, for me, really important. If you are a breeder, don't limitate you just uh, to, to one area. Just try. It's, I know it's difficult. I know time it's uh, difficult, and uh, if, if you have a lot of dogs, you need time to work with them. You need time to be with them, to keep them. And uh, this modern time, in this modern uh, moment, it's so difficult to have time for everything. But sometimes uh, I I think even if you don't do that every day, but just once a week or once, uh, twice every month, it's important to do that, to to keep them uh, in, in in their traditional function. Not only have beautiful dogs, it's important to have good construction dogs, it's important to have them beautiful it's important to have them with the right character for the breed and with the right function of the breed. I think it's, uh, it's not just uh, put some dogs together. Sometimes I have traveled a lot of um, miles or kilometers here, to just put uh, them together. I, it's easy to make uh, maybe to use the right male, who I think, to make maybe uh, 2,000 kilometers or more, just to mm-hmm. choice the right male. And I think that's important to make a good selection uh, mm-hmm. in every in every breed. Right. And I love the I love the it's, uh, it's Honestly, I just it's my favorite breed of all. I have a lot of breeds mm-hmm. who I like, but this is just my favorite breed mm-hmm. uh, because it's one we can be proud of uh, our own country production. Uh, I mean, it's it's something we can be proud because we had that breed who was also used and transform them to a lot of other different breeds who are still exist today. And uh, I think it's also important to keep them. I mean, it's important to have them and uh, keep them. And uh, what what I love really in, in the Spanish Alano that you can put a lot of them together and they have no problems. Sometimes when we go hunting, we are like over 100 dogs together. Wow. And they are still peaceful under them. You know, they don't, are, it's, you have, can have, other breeds who are maybe stronger on hunting, like a, the Argentine Doggo, but normally mm-hmm. their character is a little bit difficult when there are a lot of dogs together. And in the Spanish Orlando, that's something we, a lot of people have kept, and a lot of hunters have kept that character, who really can stay 50, 20, and sometimes you put them in trucks all together mm-hmm. to move them from, from, from where you keep the dogs to the hunting area, and you have no problem. So... That's important, you have no problem. You, you don't have to be busy that they maybe fight together that they, you have any problem with together. Okay. Really, the really character is very stable. I am, have two small children. One is six, one is seven years old. Since they are born, they have uh, they live together with dogs and I never had a problem I can leave them alone. I know that the dogs are stable, it's not a... And that's something I think it's important to keep also that you have a stable dog, you, you can put inside the whole of the house with your children's mm-hmm. with your family and at the same time you can go out to the mountain and hunting so boars. so that's for me important right. to have both. Co- yeah
0: absolutely yeah. uh dog aggression is is something to think about definitely when you're hunting and, and especially pack hunting with pack animals that's that interests me i've never done it i i you know i have very little knowledge about hunting dogs and etc but this is kind of where i'm at i'm trying to learn as much as possible so that's that's interesting to know about the, the, the Spanish oh, Alana. That's, that's pretty
1: interesting. Um, I, have some, I have some videos on my Facebook. I maybe uh, that's something maybe you can check. I'm not put too much videos of uh, hunting on, uh-huh. on Facebook because today we have all that uh, ecologist and anti-hunting people. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be careful what uh, type right. of video you put yeah. in, on, yeah, on, absolutely. on public. But uh, there are some few where you can see really how they are all Mm -hmm. together, and some pictures where you can see 25, 35 dogs together hunting. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really amazing to see that. It's really beautiful. And Mm -hmm. something I have experienced with my dogs, because at the beginning, when I I start to to breed, the first uh, year and a half, two years, I wasn't uh, hunting with them. And uh, the first time when I was going out to hunt, it was so crazy to see the, the, the face of the dogs, I mean, they were really happy, They was like uh, going with children, the face your children can have when you go with them to Disneyland, it's mm-hmm. the same expression, they, uh, they were so happy to be on, uh, on the mountain hunting, yeah. that it's, it's, uh, it's not the same if you go on the mountain to a walk with them, they are happy, but it's like going with children to park. And if you go yeah. to Disneyland, they just, that smile, it was like mm-hmm. dogs were smiling to me. Mm-hmm. They had so much fun. And uh, so I like to see that also on dogs.
0: Right,
1: right, they absolutely. they really
0: enjoy. Right. I was asking if if they have a decent function for uh, um, personal protection as well. Is that something that they are fully capable
1: of doing or is it not so well, much? Uh uh in from the dogs i have at home uh, i have mm-hmm. one who was uh, who is really working on, on 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 that sense i was working with him i was working with her with her a little bit in that type. i'm not doing that uh, so much so i mean I, i'm not doing a uh, different work with my uh alanos and uh they are good in, because they have, have uh, physics, It's uh, the, the construction is good to do that too. But it's also true that uh, during uh, years of selection, you had uh, mm-hmm. them used it in hunting. And uh, normally, on hunting, you are not uh, alone. That means you are with other people, and sometimes they have uh, a weapon on the hand. So you uh, normally hunters doesn't like to train them on defense. Though, uh, on defense. Because if you do defense, you don't can use them a lot of times to hunting. If they see someone pointing with a weapon, mm-hmm. they, they, can, they can catch them. So right. they can, can be confused. So it's not something uh, who hunters normally does do in, uh, mm-hmm. in that case, use them for, uh, for defense. But in fact, there are a lot of them who are used on defense, and they do it very well, too. So yeah. it's also another option. I personally don't do it. With my dogs, I have one who is uh, doing that. And uh, honestly, she's very well in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's also very well in hunting. The good thing is she's, she's really equilibrate. But mm-hmm. it's always a risk that you can have a dog who, who, yeah, you need to know exactly what you're doing. It's very difficult to have a dog who are good in both functions. Mm-hmm. It's not so easy to do both functions. So I respect a lot of. Uh, the people who are doing uh, defense work, but it's not really a, a traditional work. It's more, right. more a guard dog than a defense dog. Uh, right. We, we have to difference. Guard dog, it's a dog who keeps their own uh, terrain, or own area, mm-hmm. and a defense dog, it's a dog who you train to walk with you, and if someone attacks you, to protect mm-hmm. you. Right. So, uh, it, guard, they are okay. Defense you have to train them really and uh, work with them so uh, from very young age we you mm-hmm. talk about two three months you have to start mm-hmm. to um, conditionate them to make a, a defense w- uh, work and uh, I personally don't do that I, mm-hmm. honestly I do that if I know they had some people who are doing canine uh, in the uh, in United States in fact they had keep two dogs from me mm-hmm. so uh, when they was uh, talking to me to take these dogs over to, to the United States and what they want to do with them. I start to train them very young, so that they are, and just from the from the one I had, make the right selection so that mm-hmm. they can start with the good uh, good ones. And they are really happy with them. They are doing that work every day, probably every week, two three times. Mm-hmm. so it's different when you do that uh, this way than just if you if you make it. you have to be a professional i think if you want to train any breed on defense you have to be really professional and know what you're doing right
0: right absolutely so uh
1: do you have any other experience with other breeds well i have uh, just recently i have another breed who is uh, just a small breed who is a uh, called a Spanish Valencian Rater. It's coming from the area of Valencia here in mm-hmm. Spain. And now two of, uh, mm-hmm. two of them. Uh, and, but that's just really recent. So it's also a breed who, is, uh, on a, who was uh, a little bit lost. It's very similar to a mini-pinscher, uh, but mm-hmm. it's normally a three colors. So it's white, black, and brown. They have the three color combination but it's very similar physically. It. It's a little bit uh, lighter, a little bit uh, more agile for hunting uh, right. rats and uh, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, that is some reason. And then my wife, she's having uh, Newfoundland, So we have three breeds oh, at home. Oh, wow. And uh, wow. yeah. Newfoundlands are really my wife's dogs. She was always falling in love with that dog. when yeah. so, uh, she was a child, she had a neighbor who has one. And once we get uh, mm-hmm. to a big house with a big uh, area, the big yard, she wants mm-hmm. to have new And uh, she was really the one who was starting to introduce me in in shows. So <laughs> it's curious, but uh, mm-hmm. that was something where my wife was introducing me. And when I was starting to go, because I had still, when I was going, I was like a public just to watch them. But I have my mm-hmm. and. Uh, and yeah, and uh, when I was starting to see uh, what uh, kind of uh, show dogs, uh, show Alanos, there was going on, I was uh, starting to think I have to do something, because I have to be honestly, during a lot of years the Spanish Alanos who was on show was looking more like a kind of corso, so it's like overweight dogs, like too molosoid, right. in my opinion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. That's reason I really started but the introduction was uh, on shows was by my wife because of the Newfoundlands. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
0: Now you bring up so the connie uh, corsos, do you think a Yeah? You uh do you uh you, so you brought up the connie corsos, do you think a lot of people were breeding connie corsos to get that girth with the uh, Spanish Alana, or they were just
1: breeding two larger dogs together and uh, I think, well, we have to know that uh, really um, we had a different breeds and uh, especially during the recovery, it was a little bit uh, mixed. So we have, because we had originally three different uh, breeds who was coming from the, well, the Alano and two other breeds who was coming from the Alano. One is the Spanish Presa, not the Canarian, the Spanish one, and then the Villano. The Villano is a light version of the, of the Alano, so it's also especially used, mm-hmm. uh, it was a mix of, uh, I mean, it's a mixed breed of a uh, Spanish Alano with a shepherd dog, with a, a Basque mm-hmm. shepherd dog, who is uh, smaller than the German shepherd dog. And this mix uh, was called the okay. Llano, uh, who they was using a lot in, in the Basque area. And then in the south of uh-huh. Spain, they was uh, crossing the uh, Spanish Alano with uh, with the, the presser dogs they had, because you have to think that in the south of Spain, it was where the most of area, where they have the most of bulls, of uh, Spanish bulls, the black bulls, you know, from the bullfighting, mm-hmm. And to work with that bulls, mm-hmm. they are quite aggressive, so a lot of uh, the farmers was using uh, Spanish Alanos, but Spanish Alanos, you need maybe five, six dogs to hold a bull. So what they was doing, breed them with bigger uh, dogs who they had in that area, uh, to the Mastiffs from the area. So they were creating what today it's called Spanish Doggo. It's not an official breed also at okay. the moment, but uh, it w- historically we have some reference to that breed, to that Spanish Doggo. And uh, so we have uh-huh. like three versions of the same breed. We have a heavy monosoid version who is closer to the, to the Canecorso, the Spanish Alano, who is the hunting Alano, mm-hmm. and then the uh, Shepherd Alano, who is the co- the, 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 the Villano. So we had three versions of the same breed, with small modifications. The Viano wow. has a longer muscle, is, uh, has a, is less heavy. It's normally a dog with about 25 kilograms, 30 kilograms maximum. And uh, then we had the, mm-hmm. the Spanish Alano with uh, an on a male, up to 40 kilograms. And then we have the, Dogos, mm-hmm. the Spanish Dogo, the uh, Dogo Español, who has really not a limit to the, on, on the top weight. We are talking about dogs who are 55 kilograms, 60 kilograms maximum mm-hmm. at the moment. So we had like these three versions like uh, who are normally also changing. One, Deviano has a longer muscle, especially with a smaller head. Dalano is like a catch mm-hmm. dog with uh, more s- similar to the dogs you can see on my, on my Facebook or on other Facebook. And then you have the the, okay. the Spanish doggo who is closer to something between uh, can of course and bull It uh, looks like something okay. closer to that and uh, okay. the problem is when they was recovering, they had uh, not that much uh, real Spanish olano, so they were using part of the blood of villanos and also from uh, from uh, Spanish doggo who are. Supposed to be always 50% of the same Alano blood, but uh, mm-hmm. and then during this election there was like cleaning that uh, line. Some of the breeders was liking like more the heavy dogs and was going more to the heavy dogs, mm-hmm. and uh, that was I think a little bit the problem. And especially on show, normally the judges also always like the like the bigger's. You know, it's mm-hmm. like everything mm-hmm. big, it's cool. So we yeah. make champion the bigger dogs. And uh, I think in the last years, it's not only me. Of course, I am part of them, but it's not only me. I think we have uh, five, six breeders who was really going uh, on show with uh, correct dogs and uh, Mm -hmm. start to win. So that Mm -hmm. was making a really a big change. In fact, two of the old uh, Spanish Holano breeders have now changed the same bloodline, but have changed now to their selection and their dog breed to, to Spanish Dogo. Because mm-hmm. they were liking more that, so they decided directly to say "This is not really an ano, an, so this is a Spanish doggo and uh they make a, a heavier selection and uh, yeah that's it it's more a bull wow. it's more a bulldog it's like a, more used and it's right. traditional also used for balls for catch balls and uh, hold them on farms right. short distance they don't have need to run normally as much as uh, the Spanish right. and behind the, a wild boar. Mm-hmm. Normally there are bulls just in a farm to catch them. It's, uh, they don't need to, to run kilometers and kilometers. I can tell you in a hunting morning, we are talking about four, five hours uh, mm-hmm. with the GPS. Uh, we are making maybe, I don't know, walking 10 kilometers, and dogs have maybe done mm-hmm. 60, 70 kilometers in the time because they are going right, left, searching so they're really working much more than than humans and if you think that you have one of these dogs i think after 20 after 20 kilometers maybe he's done he's not he don't have the capacity to to be that much in the mountains or still be fit in the mountains right so different yeah. there are different functions and different dogs and also the spanish mm-hmm. dogo we can say it's more the defense dogs They are really also, uh, a lot of people are working with them now on defense and they are doing it uh, really Mm -hmm. good. So I think Mm -hmm. everyone has their, we can say, uh, function. Uh, uh, We can say shepherd, uh, some way of shepherd, also uh, not brave cows. Shepherd, Mm -hmm. uh, it's the piano. Dalano is the hunting version. And mm-hmm. the Spanish dog, it's the bull and uh, and defense uh, dog. Right, right.
0: Interesting. That's the yeah. That's all interesting stuff. I really appreciate that. Um,
1: you welcome.
0: So, what attracted you I'm, to uh, start start breeding dogs to begin with? What was the what was kind of that 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 defining moment for you?
1: Well, uh, it's a little bit hard to explain. Uh, the, the, the really moment was uh, the moment where um, they uh, told me that I had cancer. So I started mm-hmm. treatment. Uh, and I had time because I was staying at home. And so mm-hmm. I was not working during that time. I had time. I had my dogs. And I was going to show with my wife in that time. And I was seeing what they, they that they are more... Uh, Spanish dogos on show called Alanos, they're not really Alanos, so I say, let's do something, I have time, and I don't know how much time I will stay there, uh, still alive. Then I have to recognize that it's now six years ago, and I'm wow. at this moment 100% well, so it, I yeah. passed it and I'm cured. Uh, but that was really something that made me start. That I say, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to be one year or two years or whatever it's still there. So I have to do something right. when I start to see them. And that's also something that I don't have uh, made really that much friends on the breed on show, especially because I was coming in like a, they say like an elephant on a glass store. You know, it uh, was coming, and just in 15 days I was making my first champion. Wow. So, it was a little bit great. yeah it was just uh, con- just uh, just that everything was going good, just one week, and the next week was show with mandatory point, and I was making best of reader in all of them, so just in fifteen days, I had the luck to make the first dog, the Rasputina, the first female I had uh, champ- spanish champion, and uh, it was like, uh, yeah, who is this guy he 's coming from nowhere, and now he 's winning but the thing is, I had always dogs, and my dogs was always coming from i like one type of dog uh, who is the hunting version, and uh, judges was considered they never ha no they never I have seen them, but it 's like from two thousand ten or something it was like disappeared so uh, uh, they like it and uh, and i 'm not the only one and honestly i 'm not I was not the only one because I was also lucky that at the same time one of the dogs I was then using with this uh, female was also on show, he's a very young guy, a nice guy, who is, uh, who is also in, in, from the northern area. And uh, he was also going to show and uh, at the same time, so we can, have, with this male, so we can say we have a male and a female at the same time who was like winning, and the old breeders mm-hmm. was like, what's going on? We have a yeah. our selection and they're not winning, but that was also I think because mm-hmm. I have seen and I have to recognize that all these old breeders who was from the beginning on like breeding, they, some of them have changed to the Spanish uh, Doggo, what I, I told you, but others have rit- have done some rectification from their selection. So they was they are mm-hmm. trying now to go more to that type of uh, hunting line, and uh, even also using mm-hmm. dogs who was hunting. Uh, so they have. I think it's good. And we are in a moment where it's a little bit difficult. We have to see what's going on in the future with the breed, if it goes maybe to one mm. or another area. But at the moment, I think we are in the right way. And we are right. a few years ahead to be officially recognized by the FCI, if everything works well. Right. So I think okay. it would be, yeah, I think it's just a work. We still have to work for the next years. But uh, I think we are doing mm. a good job. At the moment, most of the breeders are doing a good mm. job and uh, so i think we have to recognize that and say go on and to, because one person don't can do a change a breed we can make put the, like the, the, the in, in ignition to make a change but the change has to be all the breeders right you have to be all the breeders to know exactly what we want to go which direction we want to go and what we what was the, the tradition uh, the, the, the original dog and go back to that original dog. Don't lose that because I think that's mm-hmm. that's a jewel we have. Uh, it's a Spanish mm-hmm. hunting catch dog who we have to to save uh, in that sense to mm-hmm. to and make it known. I mean, uh, it's important. I, mm-hmm. I, I like people. A lot of people have I don't know bulldogs, mm-hmm. pit bulls, uh, bull mastiffs, and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, even boxers, they don't know that the most of them, they come from the Spanish Alano. They even don't know what is the Spanish Alano if you talk to them. And no. I think it's important. Uh, if you have a dog that you know which uh, are the origins and where they come from and what was the functions. And yeah, that's, uh, I, I like to do that work. So that's also one right. of the reasons that I, I was fully accepting uh, when you invite me to make an interview. I think it's important right. to, to let people know what... Uh, mm. What is going on, and uh, yeah. what is the breed?
0: Yeah, no, I really appreciate you doing this. And uh, what is your morning routine? Morning and evening routine. Start with your morning routine.
1: What? Uh,
0: well, getting up. Uh,
1: uh, my morning routine. It's normally uh, I wake up, take a because my wife is going to work uh, far away. She's on the, just on, no, on the other mm-hmm. side of the count of the city, so she has to cross all the cities, mm-hmm. so she's waking up earlier. And then I mm-hmm. wake I wake up, uh, I wake up uh, take my children to the Well, wake up, breakfast for my children's, and then I, keep, mm-hmm. I go feed the dogs, clean them, right. clean, uh, because normally mm-hmm. after feeding they make poo, so clean them, yeah. uh, take my children to the school, and then normally two days have off, but normally I go work and uh until lunchtime and lunchtime i'm i'm coming back having lunch quick with my, my, dad, my uh, with the dogs pick up my children in the afternoon and then normally we go well, depends sometimes we go a little bit around but normally we come home uh and then i start again with the dogs so yeah. they are normally staying outside the whole, the whole day which is they are not uh, really loud dogs. They are not uh, belling dogs right. at the time, so they are really quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, just when they have some situation, they bell, but normally they are quiet. And uh, that's what i bit my routine. And then in the afternoon, normally, uh, I do the same again. And uh, I have a lot of mm-hmm. dogs, so I normally go out to walk with them because I live uh, a little bit in the mountain area, so uh, I south. And, uh-huh. uh, it's not busy. I'm like six kilometers or six kilometers, seven kilometers away from the from the town, uh, from the village, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, like uh, thirty five kilometers from this uh, from the town from Madrid. So it's not far away. It's like a half an hour drive to go in in middle of town. But uh, the good mm-hmm. thing it's I'm middle of nowhere, so I can take my dogs out and walk a it's little bit nice. with them, with the childrens on bike, on um, mm-hmm. bicycle and yeah, just have a little bit of uh, being close to the town to the town but at the same time right. being uh, have a life like a little bit in the village so i like that's that awesome. Yeah, that's
0: awesome yeah. that's a dream of mine i maybe someday let's hope uh, yeah
1: well I, well I'll, i was i was yeah go ahead go ahead no i was buying the area at the ground and then constructing my own house so mm-hmm. it was a little bit something i was starting years ago, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Still some do, some things to do. I'm now uh, also making better installations for the dogs, because okay. like you can imagine, you my original plan wasn't to be a breeder, so I had installations for some dogs, but now they are always more and more. So I'm making now new dog counts and uh, I hope that uh, this month also they are done. That's one of the reasons that I wasn't hunting this, uh, mm. this year at the moment because I'm trying to finish everything to Mm -hmm. keep them like I want to keep them and uh, that they are also better in in that sense, that they'll have also a better situation. Mm -hmm. I think anyway, they have a good situation at the moment, so it's okay, but I think uh, I have more uh, yard. I have like a backyard with a big area and a very big area who I'm arranging now to to keep them there. Mm -hmm. So I hope I will be done in uh, next month and keep them, put them in the new area. How That's, do
0: they yeah, do, do it, How do you think they would,
1: yeah. how do you think they would
0: do in a, a colder climate, say like where I'm from here in the Midwest of the United States,
1: where it would, uh, it gets, you know, wrong. some- They're uh, doing mm-hmm. You have to think more. Here it's, at the moment we had now, we had now last week a little bit cold, but now it's uh, getting warmer. But uh, they're doing well, so I can tell you they are. I keep them every day outside. I put them mm-hmm. in to sleep uh, mm-hmm. in the inside of the column. But normally they are free walking uh, all around. And uh, uh, maybe I can do that next time. I have to see because when I go up to the to the backyard, I'm losing the wi- Wi-Fi connection, right. so I don't can yeah. keep the connection on. But uh, uh, they are doing well. Here, sometimes in winter, we have minus three, minus five degrees. Okay. So, m- not really much snow because it, it's a dry area. We are in Madrid and it's a dry. It's Normally, during the winter, we have in, in spring and in autumn a little bit of rain. But normally, mm-hmm. during the winter and summer, it's a very dry area. So, we have maybe minus three degrees, but nice sunny weather. So, it's cold, right. but still sunny. And... Uh, we can say that they have no problem. Normally, they have no problem because they are used to be. In a, they are really strong dogs in that sense. Right. They are durable, good for hot temperature and good for cold temperature. Anyway, you have to be, you have to put some kennel where they can sleep, especially at night when it's very cold. And uh, in in the summer, it's true that in full summer when we have here. About uh, 40, 45 degrees with uh, about, uh, mm. I don't know exactly in Fahrenheit. I think it's uh, 110 or something like mm-hmm. that.
0: Wow, yeah.
1: So it's really hot, and mm-hmm. it's true. And the hot days that you see them just being under a shadow place mm-hmm. and uh, don't move really much.
0: Right. When it's
1: very hot, they don't move really much. But they are okay. I mean, when, when, I, when I, go, uh, I check them a few times uh, every day, I stay with them. All the time I can, and they are okay. Even when, because when they see that they, you're moving or you go out to walk, they can easily walk a half an hour in the middle of uh, the mountain with that hot uh, temperature, and it's right. not affected. And in winter, they really like it. They like winter. You have to think that we are, they are hunting dogs who normally hunt in winter and mm-hmm. be all the morning or even all the day outside in a minus or zero or minus degrees. Mm-hmm. So And mm-hmm. they are doing well. They are not uh, really having problems.
0: That's awesome. That's great.
1: <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll they're also there. very healthy dogs. Uh, so uh, the good thing about Spanish Alano is, my opinion, that uh, I would never had really health problems uh, with with any of them. And the most part of it, I know that they don't have really big health problems. So they are really healthy dogs. They are good, he- uh, strong health. I think it's also part of that uh, selection of function. It's important right. that, I mean, uh, they are in a hard situation normally when uh, when they are hunting. Cold weather, hot weather, whatever. And uh, finally, that makes them also stronger. And uh, the immune system, or whatever, is, is stronger than maybe in a, on a pet dog. Right. I mean, right. you have to always differentiate a little bit. I think it's the same with children. I mean, uh, if, if you have everything super clean, no bacteria, not uh, nothing, at the end, mm, it's not good for health for children. Right. If you uh, mm. they are, I see that with my kids, I put them a little bit in mountains and let them be dirty a little bit, yeah. and they are stronger. They, they catch less colds than other mm-hmm. children who are living in And I think that's a little bit the situation also, that uh, if they are used as as what they are used to, they are really strong and healthy dogs. We have uh, the main, and it's a small problem, it's a little bit the hips dysplasia because they are uh, still monoshoid and most of molosoids are uh, having mm-hmm. some cases of that, but it's really a small mm-hmm. uh, amount of hips uh, <clears throat> dysplasia. So we are talking less than 5% of, of dogs can have uh, hips problems. So it's still something very small in that sense and I hope that they uh, uh, keep it in that way. You have to think hunters, especially today, it's a little bit, they start to change also, but something like that. Hunters, if they have a dog who don't run behind a wild boar, it was not worth to keep them. Mm-hmm. So that's sounds a little bit hard, but it's true. So mm-hmm. uh, they need dogs who are really um, uh, able to, to work, to make the function. So there was a, a bit the natural selection. And that's one of the reasons that they are so healthy. And that's also one of the risks when you go to show dogs. A lot of people say, no, I do HIPS tests and everything. But the HIPS tests, it depends if you are a friend of a veterinary or not. It can be true or not true. And the best test, it's really the working test. I mean, uh, if they are working and if they can do their work and run the whole day, they are normally good. And uh, if you see that they have problems to run the whole day, because one hour, maybe every dog can run, even with a bad hips, but be running five hours, six hours in the middle of nowhere, make 60 kilometers. If you have a bad hips, you don't can do that often. So and that's the the natural selection right. was done. Today now it's not the same because I mean uh, even hunters are not uh, put away the dogs like they do it at uh, 20 years ago. Right. Uh, so right. there are more. Uh, Animalist in that sense, and normally give them away. Mm. Uh, but the problem of give them away is that normally it can be some private person can keep them and say, "Ah, I love this dog. I want to breed," and they maybe don't test him or say, "Ah, I don't think yeah. it's a bad problem." And finally, that's what was happening in really in all the breeds, and finally you have a problem. Mm. And uh, I hope that uh, right. the breeders who in the future don't uh, don't do that and really keep them uh, healthy like they are now at the moment. Because at the moment, they are really dogs who have right. no pro- health problem. So I hope they mm. they be like that in 20 years. I'll, so I'll, are really good, and I think uh, we can make some, some. I will say the, the, the writer who have done them, it's Agustin Del Rio or, or Manuel Jaren. And uh, they are really good books in that sense. The problem is that nobody was translating them at the moment to to other language, so they are only available on Spanish. In uh, Spanish but I think right? they will be. Uh, that's also the problem of of not being a popular breed. So they are more popular in Spain, right. so only in Spanish. But I think they are really interesting. They have done a huge uh, investigation work. Who are behind this? Uh, this two persons, uh, who is really important and. Uh, they knowledge is even much bigger than mine, so I just have to read their books, and right. it's not the same to read the books to to make the whole all, all the investigation right. was behind, right. uh, and then I have my personal experience when, from from child on with the dogs. Right. Uh, I can tell you in my village in in Villar del Monte, they was uh, used mainly for 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 uh, the, the as bulldog, and. Then at the same time during the winter as hunting dog, so they was doing like the two functions. So uh, there was uh, a little bit a heavier version, like a plus two mm-hmm. version of that, mm-hmm. what we, what is the actual Spanish Alano, but not as far as the Spanish dog. So something between both, and that was because they was it was the dogs in my village was used for both uh, for both functions. Uh, so it was something like mixed be- between the both uh, versions of the breed and uh, yeah but uh, and that, that's of course that's my personal experience and that was also something that was um, yeah. marking me from the beginning on from, uh, from when i was start breeding on and when i was choosing my puppies or mm-hmm. whatever and uh yeah i think uh, mm-hmm. uh the history it's important to know the history we but also it's something we have to think that When we talk about the history, about the Spanish Alano, we talk about a dog who makes function. That means uh, the Spanish Alano was not only one breed who was looking exactly the same. It was a lot of different Mm -hmm. breeds or even mixed dogs who was doing the same function. So when Mm -hmm. we talk about Alano, we talk about uh, like a different breed who was doing the same function. And when we talk about Spanish Alano, we have to recognize that it's a dog who was recovered from the 2000, uh, well, from 1978 on when they started to recover it. To the mm-hmm. one who was recognized in 2004. That's the Spanish Alano, and the one before we can say it's Alano because it was all the kind of dogs was called Alano, all kind of catch dogs was called Alano in Spain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So when,
0: uh, whenever you get some time, let me know. I would love, I'd love yeah. to have that that conversation, uh, you know, but I'm definitely going to keep in contact, and we could talk about uh, doing the history of the Spanish Alano podcast here yeah. soon. I hope.
1: I yeah. think yes, uh, that's something we can really do, and I think it's also interesting to uh, people to know yeah. a little bit what, what is the history of the Alano, where it comes from, and yeah. the evolution to yeah. the, today the Alano. Who is really just still the yeah. same dog with a different function, but. Uh, you can say we really okay. keep it in a small area, in a small group, because we are not, I don't know, in Spain, but we are maybe 30 breeders all over the country, so it's not really a much breeders. Okay, wow. uh, and a lot of breeders are hunting when they are not really breeding, so they are more breeding for themselves and friends who are hunting. So maybe commercial breeding, we are talking about 15 breeders or something like that. So it's still a... We'll keep
0: in contact so we can get that that second show done here in in the near future when you have
1: some time. Okay, no problem, and Whenever you... Just tell me and when I have time, if it's not in the morning, in the afternoon, whatever, we can always find a way.
0: I really appreciate it, Carlos. This has been awesome. Thank you very much.
1: Okay. Me too. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.